Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to season one, episode number three of the Fantasy Cast. I am your co host, Lachlan McTagg, joined as always with my other co host, Ty White. Uh, Ty, it was a busy week in fantasy. Uh, how are you holding up over there? Oh, it has been a busy week. It's been a horrible week for my Chargers. It's been a horrible week for my ESPN Fantasy League. But I, I will say, Lachlan, in one respect, it's been a great week. We, uh, I've received a couple of messages from people I know in my past and right now about our podcast. And it's been uh, overwhelmingly good feedback. And we really like to thank you guys for taking the time listening to us. Uh, even if you don't understand football that much and uh, we really appreciate it. So I'm, I'm glad that you're joining us. So thank you very much. Yeah. We always appreciate your viewership and please uh, by all means, send us questions. Cause you know, we're happy to answer them. Uh, how's school going for you though? Uh, workload increasing any, anything like that? It's been, it's been absolutely increasing. It's been rough. Like get that train rolling after this week. I mean, it's, it's really starting to ramp up, but I mean, that's expected, but as always, I need a bit of a breather and that's why we have this podcast we have for, for us and for you listeners at home. What about yourself? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a grind here, man. We've been, uh, we've been going for about close to two weeks straight. Uh, haven't had a day off. Uh, last day off actually was Labor Day. Last last day I had off uh, hockey was Labor Day. We've been going hard, uh, but this Sunday we get it. We get a day off, which will be really nice. Kick back and watch some day games. I haven't watched. I haven't caught any any games during the day this year yet. Ah, uh, yeah, you both get weeks. Those in. I've I've had uh, I've had either games or been been driving back from practices or games or whatnot. So. You know, looking forward to kicking the feedback. I don't have NFL red zone though, so I won't be enjoying seven hours of commercial free football because that can get a little excessive. Yeah. Uh, but I'll for sure enjoy enjoy it this Sunday. That's wonderful. Good to hear. Great to hear. Yeah. So I mean, we're just gonna get right into it here as we always do. We don't really uh mess around with our transitions. We, we want to go uh hard right into it. So it, it was a, another fascinating week in fantasy football. I mean, every week is fascinating, but uh, I mean, the week two stuff starting yeah, to come we, together for some teams. Absolutely. There's been some big stories and we're going to start off this episode by talking about some of those big stories, uh, particularly we're just going to do a quick recap. Uh, I mean, the first game this week was the Thursday night game fantasy owners. It snuck up on you once again, didn't it? Uh, and we talked about that last episode. It did sneak up on you, snuck up on us. Some highlights from there. You got Terry McLaurin. Uh, he had 27.7 points. Uh, about, he got a touchdown over 100 yards. Great game. J.D. McKissick, who's an old guy you like, Locke, if you want to talk a bit about him. Yeah, I just found it was so interesting because uh, I know one member in our league has both Gibson and McKissick on his team. And I know coming into the season, there was so much hype. I mean, I was – I was very close to picking Antonio Gibson over, over Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. I feel like either one of those would have been a viable RB one option. And I mean, it's, it's just strange hearing, you know, with Kyle Allen as the OC there, him not quite being used like Christian McCaffrey was in, in that Carolina offense. It's, it, it's just, it, it, it a bit of a weird vibe right now going on because it, it there's the touches are, are supposed to be there but the points and the fantasy value is 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 kind of going a little downhill but yeah. i would i wouldn't for a second give up on antonio gibson i just found it really interesting how many points that uh 
that McKissick, you know, accumulated this week because he's a yeah. very, very good backup running back in that system in Washington as well. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I looked at that stat line and, and, and I was kind of taken back by it. Another one too was uh, in Atlanta with uh, the Falcons, you know, putting up another, another bad, bad performance, a lot of mistakes, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, scored 28 points though, or 25 points, whatever it was. Better than the six they scored in week one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's very true. You got you to gotta look at the bright sides of yeah, these things, I mean, Lachlan. doesn't help when you give up 45, but, you know, it's okay. I, to one of the best offenses, yeah. arguably, in the NFL. So, yeah, we, uh, we, it's not that big of a knock. We don't, we don't worry about that. But uh, yeah. Cordell Patterson had another yes. another pretty, pretty sizable workload in that Atlanta offense. And, you know, as a fantasy manager, I have Mike Davis, and I drafted Mike Davis because I thought he'd be the lone back. Because, again, Mm. Arthur Smith and the Falcons weren't too sure what Cordell Patterson was going to be coming into the season. But he he's produced in a big way. I believe he had more carries than Than uh, Mike Davis than Mike Davis. I think one point. Yes. Mike Davis just caught the ball more out of the backfield, I, I, I believe. Yeah, Cordero's a very interesting piece, and, I mean, he was great for the Falcons that game, albeit the, the score said something different. But for fantasy owners, I mean, not that bad. So Cordero might be someone who you want to look at picking. I still say wait, uh, because unless you have a lot of free space on your bench, because you might want to see one or two more weeks of better production before you do pick him up, because you only had about one or two points in that first game. Um, and these are things you have to watch out for. I mean, but... Uh, Talking about good games, once again, you had Daniel Jones, who had uh, 29 points, not a bad. Another very interesting name is actually Taylor Heineke, who's now the starter over uh, for the Washington football team. He had 336 uh, passing yards and two touchdowns. He was facing the Giants defense, who hasn't been absolutely horrible. Um, But he did show up on a primetime game, and that's big uh, for a quarterback, the most important position, arguably, in all the sports. So Taylor Heineke is someone who you can definitely look at picking up uh, for future games, and he's got a lot of weapons as well. Has Taylor Heineke's last two games both been prime time? Last two starts, uh, at least. No, because his that, yes, his other start actually, was in the play. It was a night game playoffs, in the playoffs, wasn't it? Where he showed up to ball against Tampa yeah. Bay, who, who did end up defeating him. Uh, but nonetheless, Taylor Heineke has been quite impressive for someone who's been in the league for seven years and just all of a sudden is thrown into the starting position. I mean, it's quite impressive. Yeah, I mean, uh, again. You know, we uh, think about guys who uh, who struggled again this week. Um, Ayuk again. Yeah. Oh goodness. Ugh. Again, Lachlan. It's been disgusting. <laughs> There's actually two guys on my questionable list. Since Ayuk is one of them, because you looked at he had 1.6 points, uh, and the week before he had he had nothing. And Kyle Shanahan actually stated he publicly stated that uh, you know I'm not worried about fantasy owners. I'm worried about winning football games. And I think the 49ers are 2-0. and So, I mean, that speaks to Shanahan's uh, strengths as a coach. But um, it's very disappointing for fantasy owners as Ayuk was a good piece of the team last year, fantastic rookie wide receiver, and he's done little to none this year. Um, so it's disappointing to see. I think uh, I think Debo Samuel was listening to our first episode when he said that he's uh, not himself anymore. And, and yep. <laughs> he took that a little bit too, uh, too personally. So we apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, Devo. You shoved that back in our faces. We we admit when we're wrong, and I mean, you you've been balling, my man. It's it's been really impressive to see. That's the beauty of fantasy football, though. I mean, like you never know any given week who who's going to perform. I mean, we 
obviously are here to try and give you some advice, but yeah. at the end of the day, like we're, we're bound to eat our words at some point. Right. Absolutely. Sports are unpredictable. You can't predict them. So it's quite, it's, it's very impressive uh, and very exciting to watch for these kinds of things. Like Devo has been amazing. Yeah. So like you mentioned, Brandon Ayuk, and that brings to mind another bust that, uh, that just popped in my head is Saquon Barkley who had 8.9 points this past week and 3.7 the week before. I mean, those are not numbers, good numbers whatsoever, let alone the player that you probably drafted in the first round this year or was probably your keeper in Keeper League. So it's that's also very unfortunate to see from his end. It's, it's such a tough situation because if you're a fantasy manager that has him, like I know the, the guy that had him in our league this, this week didn't even start him. And no. To be honest with you, I don't really blame him right now because, yeah, Daniel Jones kind of balled out this week and, and put up a good good performance. But, like, the, the volume just isn't there. The O-line certainly isn't there um, for Saquon. And I wonder, like, I wonder how difficult it is if you're a fantasy manager who has Saquon to, to trade him because you want to hold out hope that by week five, you know, he's – putting up 30 yeah like that would be that'd be incredibly ideal considering where a lot of people picked him in the first round this year coming off an injury and mm-hmm. and again you wonder if that injury is is kind of nagging at him a little bit or is is kind of creating a bit of a mental block maybe he's, sure. he's he's not the same yet maybe he's he's looking like you know mid-season zeke last year a little bit timid and not yeah. not running downhill and, yeah. and, you know, powering through guys like he did in his rookie season. So, yeah. I mean, he's one of the hardest players in the league to evaluate by far, not just because, I mean, his talent is unquestionable. His talent is all there. You have the right piece. You just need the pieces around him. And he doesn't have the O-line. He doesn't have the elite quarterback. He doesn't have elite coaching either. So these are a lot of factors that you have to consider. And that's why people are benching Saquon. But I, I do recommend still that you hold on to him because he is that special. I mean, he's an extremely talented and special player. Um, so moving off from Saquon now, I'd like to talk about some of the biggest, just briefly, the, the biggest performers of the week and guys I was really impressed with. So we got Derrick Henry, who put up almost 50, 47 points there. He had three touchdowns, about over 150 yards. Absolutely incredible on his part. Uh, and that was a great game too, Locke. I know you might not have seen it, but it was a Seahawks Titans. That was incredible. so. Uh, I watched the highlights of a lot of games after. So if people if people are listening and and thinking, man, like how does he host a, f- a football podcast when <laughs> he doesn't watch any of the freaking games? Well, I watched the highlights. Thank you. So I I saw what Derrick Henry did against Seattle. It was pretty cool. But funny story. So I guy I was playing in fantasy this week had Derrick Henry. And again, I've told you my Derrick Henry theory, and you probably know what I'm going to say here. Derrick Henry either has eight or 38. Yep. There's, 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 does Derrick Henry, does Derrick Henry ever put up like a solid 17 points? That would be one Not of the rarest often. things you'll ever see in fantasy football. No, seriously, though, it's a, it's it's either like a 150 rushing game with north of two touchdowns, or he gets like five carries for eight yards. Yeah. Or like, yeah. So it was it was pretty nuts. So yeah. I, I guess I'll go into a little bit of a story before we continue. Uh, the guy I was playing had Derrick Henry in fantasy this week, and we had played a game uh, Sunday, and I was driving after we got back game was in new up in new hampshire as so we drove to new hampshire and back and uh i looked at my phone after the game 
And I look at Derek Henry and I'm like, oh my God. He did it. He did it it this week. God damn. And I was, I was getting almost 50 pieced at that time, but, but, but huge, but but. who was playing Sunday night. My homeboy, my home, my homeboy and and, and T Kels. So again, you're never out of it with those two and ended up winning by about seven. Um, large in part because the guy I was playing had Baltimore D and special teams starting. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was a big boost because I looked and I was like, okay, like I, Mahomes and Kelsey got to combine for like 60, which is not unheard of, but like mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a steep price to pay. And then all of a sudden I, I look and I see that his, his last starting piece is uh, Baltimore's D and I'm like, okay, they're getting maybe one point most likely yeah. no points and if they take Absolutely. a minus that's an, a plus and they would have taken a minus if it wasn't for the fumble and the inti um yeah for sure and that's but, just the basic ground rule for all fantasy owners if you're gonna face the chiefs you, you find another defense i don't care who the other team's playing you, or, unless it's tampa bay i'd say tampa bay or the chiefs if you have your defense playing them that week get them out of there as soon as possible because like lachlan just showed you it can cost you your fantasy week solely based on that no matter how good your other players do now i'm, I'm not blaming this person for starting baltimore d yeah. i'm like no uh, yes but not against kansas city that's yeah, like by that all means. my ground rule. Yeah. yeah so anyway that was my quick derrick henry story i pulled out a win this week uh humble brag over a guy who had derrick henry so i yeah. did what many fantasy managers probably didn't do i'm assuming anytime a running back puts up 50 you know um, win yeah yeah, so that was very impressive on your part, line. and I'm sure all the folks at home are so glad that you squeaked by there. Uh, but, but unfortunately, I didn't. Uh, then you have other players, you know, Aaron Jones, who put up 41.5, four total touchdowns. Wow. And, you know, one thing with I just like to mention this. I thought it was so beautiful, the story about how we had his, uh, his dad's ashes uh, and his necklace. And he, did, he lost it during the game, but he did end up finding it. And he played an absolutely incredible game. So I thought he was uh, really, really on point. Given those um, circumstances, could you not like expect a game like that though? Yeah. That's kind of like a, there's a, there's like a, there's it's, a Brett Favre yeah. story of that actually, where he threw for like four or five touchdowns on prime time after his dad died. I mean, it's just, it's, it's yeah. the stuff of the heavens. It's the stuff Jesus, of dreams. Yeah. So. I mean, so you I'm ex- very happy like that. four total TDs though. You expect that from like a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> or Derek Henry on one of his good weeks. But, oh yeah. God. Yeah. And then uh, just rounding off the list here, I'm going to throw out some names for you. Lamar, 32 points. Big, big, big game. Over 100 rushing yards, 200 passing yards. What a like game, by the way, too. Touchdowns. Yes. I oh actually, my gosh. So All I the actually, primetime games. I watched that game. I did watch the yeah. Sunday night games because I do try my best to watch football, folks. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, God, what a what a call by Harbaugh. Yeah. Oh, did you hear the man. mic'd up? He actually asked Lamar. He said, Lamar, Mar, hey, do you want to go this? for this? Yeah. Mars like, what do you think, coach? Yeah, let's go do it. And he did do it. So that was incredible. 32 for there. Tyler Lockett, another big week, had 31 points. We'll talk about him towards the end of the episode because that's going to be our fantasy question of the week. Actually, it has to do with Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Uh, TJ Hawkinson at 20. Kirk Cousins at 25. I do I like Kirk Cousins just because of the weapons surrounding him. You like uh, that? And yes. You like, I like that? Uh, you like that. <laughs> you like that. Back back when he was on the old skins in the football team, Lockton. Legendary yeah. coach. Travis Kelsey, you said 23. Buffalo's defense squished the fish. Man. They had 
19 oh, points. I had them on my team, baby. Let's go. I was – hey, my, my thing always with D and special teams is if I'm not in the negative, perfect. Yeah. But, I again, I looked at my phone after a game, and I was like – first off, I was like, Bills, 35 nothing over the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, Bills make me want to shout, baby. Let's go. And then Absolutely. I and then I thought I was like oh fantasy okay and I looked at fantasy and they had interception, two fumble recoveries, <laughs> perfect. Big perfect. game. It did help that I think a little bit that Jacoby Brissett had to come in. Oh, uh, I one hundred percent did. Yeah, 100%. but it was a great it was a great game. If you're a Buffalo fan, great bounce back game from that week one loss to Pittsburgh. Yes. And then uh, Kyler Murray, thirty three points. I think he's going to be the fantasy MVP by end of the season. To be honest with you, uh, Cortland Sutton, twenty four. Henry Ruggs, twenty two. Gronk had it's like back-to-back weeks with 20 points for Gronk. So he's doing well. Tom Brady had five touchdowns. He's in the prime of his football career and he's at the end of his football career, which is ridiculous. Tom Brady's doing amazing at 29. Uh, Mike Williams on the chargers. He had seven targets, a touchdown, 91 yards for 22 fantasy points. He had a phenomenal week for the very, chargers. Very solid wide receiver two numbers. Very Absolutely. solid. That's about as solid as it gets. Yeah, It's a dream. Then you got, the guy who I think is going to contend or be close to Kyler Murray. I don't think he's going to keep this up, but Cooper cup had 36. Uh, he had nine receptions for 163 yards and two touchdowns. This is Cooper cup who also, they also have uh, Tyler Higby and Robert Woods on that team. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's amazing to see what he's doing. Um, Michael Pittman had 20.3 points for the Colts. He had a bounce back week. I really like that. Arizona's Rondell Moore had 24.4 points. He's like a wide receiver three on that team. Wide receiver three or four. Big surprise. Big surprise. Huge surprise. So that's a potential pickup for fantasy owners. I I think it's going to transition lock between Rondell and Christian Kirk for those touchdowns and uh, targets during the games. That's going to be, that's in my opinion, that's a little bit slim pickings with, uh, with Deandre Hopkins there, but yeah, you never know. I, I think Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk are guys that you could pick up and hold on your bench. And maybe, maybe, you know, you miss out on a, on a, 17 point game from one of them but you need to make yeah. sure that they're proving themselves to, to to crack your lineup i mean obviously if you're Absolutely. in a if you're in a league with more than 12 guys then maybe one of those guys could be a a fringe flex guy for you depending on how deep your league is obviously yeah. uh but guys like that they always need to prove themselves because you know at any given week you're you're gonna get someone who goes off for a ridiculous amount of points Yes. That you were not expecting. Yeah, absolutely. And I like, I, I think like you alluded to, if you just hold on maybe a bit later when it comes to a bye week for one of your wide receivers or, or your flex, even uh, you could definitely either put Kirk or more in there for a chance at having a, a big week or uh, maybe a, it's like kind of like a boomer bust, but a little bit of a more heightened version of that, I'd say. Um, and then to round off, you got Brandon Cooks with a 22, Hollywood Brown at a 23. Uh CMC and Russ both had like 23, 24 big weeks there. So there's a, been a bunch of big weeks uh, around the league. Um, and from that, we're going to go on to players now who perhaps did not have the best week one. And Locke, there's a couple of players on this list who bounced back in week two, and we called it that they would bounce back in week two. So yeah. we were so wrong about Ayuk and, and, um, and Debo, but we're right yeah. about some of this. So yep. You hold on your hats, folks, because first off, actually, I'd like to bring up your Los Angeles Chargers, everyone's favorite team at home. 
certainly my favorite team. You had Austin Eckler, who put up 22.5. You guys were worried about him week one saying, oh, why do people want to draft this wide? This is why they wanted to draft him so high. He had a touchdown. Exactly. He's great out the backfield. He had an absolutely phenomenal game. Do you have anything to add on that? I mean, our, our guest, Christian Haggett, even said that he wouldn't be surprised if he was a uh, one of the top fantasy backs in the league. And I, I honestly, I wouldn't be like if you said if you said to me that that by the season end, uh, you know, Austin Eckler is uh, third among running backs in fantasy points. I would have said, you know, that seems pretty fair, honestly, like that yeah. seems fairly realistic considering Absolutely. the situation in Los Angeles. Absolutely. So I was so happy with that. Obviously, another player who's back, back in black, Najee Harris, 19.1 points for the Steelers. One of the best stiff arms you'll ever see in your entire life. That's Derrick Henry-esque right there. I was so impressed. He looked powerful. And I think some of these rookies, you know, you'll see them come into their element a little bit more. Yes. You know, but you, first first games, especially like for Najee, he's being thrown in as as the running back of the future, basically now in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and was drafted for that reason. Had a sick season at Bama. Um, yes. And you know, training camp, learn the system, what and whatnot, and play preseason, a little bit of reps. You know, you see a glimpse of what he could be. You know, it's only it's it's only preseason. You know. Yeah. And then you come into week one and and has a bit of a a bit of a down week considering, you know, who he is. Um, but, you know, showed shades of, of what's to come here for this season for, for Najee. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. He, he looked really powerful, really, really powerful at busting through the lines. You know, that stiff arm was nasty. That was, yeah, that was borderline inhumane. That was not yeah. morally correct. Like, <laughs> it wow. was so ridiculous. I mean, you have to keep in mind that guy who stiff arm has a family and friends watching at home. Mm. And oh my God, that's just, it's disrespectful. But it was so beautiful to watch. I love the word that you use, powerful. I said this when he was coming out uh, into the draft, actually. I said this a while ago to a good friend of mine, Gordy. Shout out, Gordy. I was actually at Notre Dame. Love you, Gordy. I had to shout you out. Um, I said, Najee was basically, He's like a more elusive version of Derrick Henry. They're both very powerful backs coming out of Alabama. I think Najee's actually a bit smaller, but he is a bit more elusive, a bit quicker on his feet. Um, But as you can see in that stiff arm, I mean, they are almost identical in terms of play style. And he he was very impressive to watch. It's so so interesting to watch him because I feel like he can be so situational – in that offense where if they need him to be a power back and just run through somebody's face, Marshawn Lynch style. I, I mean, obviously I'm not going to swear on this platform here, but you all know the quote. So yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we all know what we're talking just over a lot of you over, know over. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But he, like he can be that power back that just runs through your face, but he yep. can also be that super, slippery elusive running back that you just can't tackle and yeah. I, I think you, you're gonna see both sides of that as as the season goes on and I think if you I mean if you got Najee Harris get the popcorn man <laughs> sit back, back and enjoy because yeah. he, he was a treat to watch another bounce back player Aaron Rodgers had about I think 25 26 very impressive week Someone who I told you, don't worry, he's coming back. It's Kyle Pitts. He had Locke, I'm sure, yeah. I know you know, on your Falcons, absolutely beautifully. He had 12.3 points, which isn't, like, the greatest, but it was better than what he had the week before. He's, he caught five balls for a bunch of yards against the 
arguably the best defense in the NFL uh, in Tampa Bay. So that was pretty impressive as well as Russell Gage, another guy uh, who actually, he got five receptions as well um, only for 7.8 fantasy points, but we still do. He's going to come back. I I truly believe that he's going to start coming back. And you, I mean, people can do so much with five receptions. I mean, Keenan Allen had 15 points on five receptions and it just happened that Russell Gage had only seven, but on another week, I can definitely see him, you know, getting up there uh, and building from uh, where he came from. And then Locke, I got to let you talk about this, man, because you you actually one of the ones who did call it, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean, not a not a ton of yards on the day, but the touchdown certainly helps. Uh, you know, again, how many times do we hear this? The Chargers lose a uh, one-possession game. <laughs> um, you know, but very, uh, again, more encouraging signs. You know, Zeke, again, if you watched any of the highlights, he looked like he's just attacking it downhill. And he has no fear. There's there's no kind of hold back in his mind anymore. And they're starting to feed him, you know? Yeah. And we said last week against the Bucs, I mean, any running back is going to be in prison against that Bucks line, you know? Yeah. So, and, I, and I, I did truly believe that the Cowboys game plan in week one against the Bucs was pass on the edge. And that's exactly what they did. And they, they tore up there the the dbs there absolutely Dak threw for 400 yards that game i mean it was a good game plan actually by mike mccarthy and and you know like they're they're gonna have a lot of situations this year obviously dallas having the easiest schedule in the league to use zeke as much as possible and i think this week was was a, a a perfect example of that because i think the the receiving core of of the cowboys really kind of put a lot of people on notice we're like whoa cd lamb can do that in in, in short yardage. Okay. Yeah. Amari Cooper is a very legitimate downfield threat again. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Blake Jarwin can run a tenant out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how about, how about, him? how, I mean, yeah. How, how about him Cowboys lock? I mean, that offense is looking pretty good. The defense is an awful, a uh, lot of penalties on the Chargers that game. And I'm so yeah. mad about that uh, because some of them were our fault. Herbert's interception was his fault, but we did get screwed out of one, uh, definitely a touchdown that could have, potentially want us the game so i, I, I also i also find it hilarious that they were uh one missed call away basically from being oh and two america's team oh man imagine if they yeah. went oh and two that would have uh... a shout out nfl memes uh, always that uh i look forward to every week hopefully letter of the week. day hey, cowboys fan. Well, what's the letter of the day oh geez last year the, uh... last year that was that was uh, that was that was the highlight of most sundays honestly yes just, right. just waiting and seeing that because the Cowboys were atrocious last year. I mean, a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, now we're moving on to um, the most important part of the episode, I'd say, which is the uh, waiver wire ads uh, for a lot of people who are looking to build upon their season. And I have one. In, uh, I have actually four guys here. But number one has to be uh, – he's actually on the Minnesota Vikings. It's K.J. Osborne, who is arguably a wide receiver – three on that team uh in his first week he had 14.6 points and this last week he had 20.1 points he had a phenomenal very sneaky 20 points there exactly so and he had i mean that's he's on a team where the defense allows 30 plus points per game which typically 
is awful for a defense, which it is. Their game plan usually would consist of running with Dalvin Cook, but they are forced to throw the ball in the air, use Kirk Cousins, get that ball downfield, and utilize the receivers because they need to score quickly in a lot of these games. And K.J. Osborne has been one of those players uh, who's been uh, kind of on for them. I mean, he had eighty; he was in for 87% of snaps in week one. Uh, he's averaging about five targets a game and, like, a touchdown. Uh, sorry, sorry, my bad. He uh, He's averaging about, like, I think around a hundred or around like the 80 to 70 yard mark per game for a wide receiver three. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. He has 167 yards over two games. Um, he has 15 targets uh, in two weeks. Uh, and he's a player who I think no one, not too many people actually have on the roster. So I would recommend going and getting him as soon as you can uh, because he had, that's back-to-back weeks with North of like 15 points. So, yeah. And I'd say to anyone who, is uh, watching or listening that has Dalvin cook and hears us, you know, talking about the, the air attack with Kirk cousins and Thielen and Jefferson. And, you know, obviously you mentioned him too. Um, don't be worried about Dalvin cook. Dalvin cook's going to have his moment. And another thing, like if you're looking to pick up any Vikings receivers, then be, be careful because, you know, next week, Dalvin cook could have 40 carries. Right. Absolutely. We, we saw that last year. Like, like mm-hmm. there were games where he literally had 45 touches. Yeah. Which is, which it, is, yeah. which is maddening considering last year, like I had feeling and mm-hmm. it, like I was watching, like I would, I'd watch some of the Vikings games and all, all three plays first down, hand off to cook up the middle, second down, hand off to cook up the middle, third down, mm-hmm. toss to cook. And you're like, <clears throat> give the ball at him. It, it, Minnesota's offense is so interesting because it's so multi-dimensional week over week. Mm. Like again, Kirk Cousins had a great week in week Absolutely. two. Um, yeah. but there's nothing stopping, you know, Zimmer and yeah, and and the and the boys in Minnesota from just attacking on the ground. <laughs> yeah, they have a they have a good offense, they have a pretty good offense, yeah, absolutely for sure. And another player who I did mention uh, to pick up on waiver wires last week. If you didn't listen to me, better listen to me right now. Because it's Zach Pascal on Indianapolis. That's uh, he had twenty point three points week one. He had fourteen point eight last week as like a wide receiver too, who's establishing himself as kind of on the level of Michael Pittman for sure. Yeah. Uh, he he's averaging about five targets a game. Uh, he would he had like um, I think it's about forty yards per each game, which isn't the best, but considering that he has three total touchdowns in two games, um, he's averaging about you know one one point five per game. I mean, he's doing very well. He's a guy that you can definitely start at your flex position. Uh, and I, I was very impressed with him. So I'd say definitely look, go after Zach Pascal. Yeah. And, and if anyone's worried about, you know, Jonathan Taylor or, uh, or Carson Wentz in Indy, don't be. They're 0-2, but they are so much better than 0-2. It's not yes. even funny. It's unfortunate um, how the, their, their first games played out, yeah, but they, they're they, a great team. Indianapolis, I'm telling you right now, will be a bounce back team. And I guarantee you that on future episodes of the fantasy cast, we will be talking about the Colts offense because mm-hmm. it is, they're just bound to do well this year. Yeah. I, at least I feel. I, I, I totally agree with you. And actually something I want to briefly mention is uh, it was a fantastic mashup between the Rams and the Colts. Cause you had uh, Aaron Donald going up against Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson, my favorite yeah. players in the league. So, and I was watching uh, tape back from that game. I was so impressed with Quentin Nelson and he was too low on the NFL 100 rankings this year because 
the NFL Colts did double team. Those rankings are so stupid. I know, I know. Like, like uh, they're absolutely ridiculous the way they rank players. I think Quentin should definitely be top fifteen, and Quentin held in the entire game, and they didn't double team him. Every team in the NFL double teams Aaron Donald, but Quentin Nelson had almost, I think, the majority of his snaps were uh, on a single uh, one-on-one play against Aaron Donald, and he did so well. So that's just a brief thing there, like you said. I mean, that helps Jonathan Taylor a lot. That indie yeah. run game should be cooking. And just two more quick players for you. Two quarterbacks, actually, out of the AFC West, one of the best divisions of football right now with the Chargers, of course. I mean, it's the Chargers. You have Derek Carr and Teddy Bridgewater, two guys who have had yeah. who has not had a game less than 20 points yet. I mean, they're doing very well. Derek Carr is actually leading the league in receiving yards. Derek, Carr's, Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. Yeah. Very good I mean, quarterback. It's just he's, working for him. He's forgotten about, I feel like, way too often for his skill set. Yeah, for and sure. And I, I don't know if this is, like, just me, but I, I don't, like, he, he's just not talked about enough. And I don't know if it's where he plays or his lack of playoff games. Yeah. I think it's a bit of both. Like, and his past performance, just like the, the uh, like, I mean, that team under Gruden hasn't been absolutely phenomenal in the past, but I think this year they can certainly – turn some heads so actually that concludes our uh, our waiver wire additions and uh so i hope you guys found viable information there moving on uh to the end of our episode now uh, and i'm actually lachlan we had a question of we have a question of the week this week and we're going to try to do this every week and it was sent to us by uh, actually christian haggis showed me he got a, a our boss big hags he got a dm and he showed it to us and the dm read uh, who would you rather have Keaton Allen or Tyler Lockett on your fantasy team? Yeah. And again, guys, uh, if you want to send us any questions uh, that you'd like us to answer here, feel free. Either yes. both of our, both of our, uh, both of our DMS are open. You can even DM the fantasy cast Instagram, which you should all be following by the way. Seriously. Yes. Get on that. It's, it's yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. So definitely get on there. And to answer that question, Keenan or Lockett, I mean, it's definitely Keenan Allen. To me, this is so clear. I mean, Keenan yes. Allen's been one of the best receivers in the NFL the last five, six years, and especially if you look at his numbers in terms of reception and stuff like that. He's second to only, I think, DeAndre Hopkins, actually. Yes. Um, so Keenan, definitely in the long term. Lockett's a boomer bust player. He's had two big weeks. That is going to go down. Once MVP, once MVP Russ starts, like, like uh, when he gets to week five, week six. Week six, week six yeah. is when, when Tyler Lockett's kind of uh, heyday is is coming to a little bit of an end but if, yes. you, if you if you want uh if any of you want a more valid opinion with without the chargers bias i would still go keenan allen mm-hmm. um just because keenan allen is a clear wide receiver one there whereas mm-hmm. tyler lockett's not a clear wide receiver one in seattle by any means considering yes. he has oh who's that oh yeah it's dk metcalf uh, in that receiving core as well. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it Lockett is always good for that, you know, occasional 30 point performance when, when they, when defenses choose to really hone in on, on DK Metcalf. Um, and don't get us wrong, Tyler Lockett, you should not be like dropping Tyler Lockett. Don't trade Tyler Lockett. No. It's just, if you have the option between these two players, just pick Keenan Allen. He's, he is so proven in this league and he's a clear number wide receiver one with Justin Herbert throwing to him. Um, but it, it, it for sure is an excellent question considering uh, both of their fantasy outputs last week. So we, uh, we appreciate yes. the question. 
that was a very good question. And you have to look at it from, I think, a long-term standpoint there. Surprise player of the week for you, ladies and gentlemen, is Tony Pollard. Uh, big game against the Chargers. Uh, had, me, had me worrying a little bit. Had me worrying a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah, but Tony, Tony, I mean, he looks nice too. Um, it's kind of like that situation in Detroit with um, Swift and Jamal Williams. You have two great running backs over in Dallas. I agree. And uh, Tony Pollard had a great week. So, uh, yeah, that's he's a surprise player of the week for you at home. Uh, again, if if he's on your waiver somehow, get him immediately. Yes. Uh, if he's left on that waiver wire, which he shouldn't be, you should be scooped up and be interested in training for him. I would certainly try to trade for him uh, if you get good value out of that pick. Yeah, I mean, this week's going to be in- an interesting one. Guys, please set your lineups before Thursday night. Oh, God, please. Please, please. If we're, we're, we're begging you here, set those yep. lineups. Set those lineups. Get geared up. Get geared up for another hectic week of fantasy football. Uh, guys, that concludes episode number three of the Fantasy Cast. Again, we thank you all for the, uh, the ongoing support. It really, uh, really makes our day, you know, because we, we, we love doing this for you guys, and we love uh, you guys tuning in to hear us talk a little bit of fantasy football. Yeah. So, again, for everyone here at, at Shocker Sports, Ty White, I'm Lachlan McTagg. Episode three has concluded. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>